I'm excited. Oh, you're excited? Oh, how nice. I'm sorry. <laughs> that sounded very condescending. You're so mean to me, Jesus. I'm sorry. I might have to put Virgos at the bottom of the list because y'all been acting up recently. You would never do that. I would do that. You, give me a reason. Give me a reason. It's nothing. Just give me a reason. Just a little bit too much. You over here acting up. <clears throat> I don't know why you wanted me to wear this chain. You said you don't know why I wanted you to wear that chain? Is that what you just said? <laughs> You're the one that said no. No. <laughs> because last no. time we're about to record. No, like you were listen, very I wanted to wear the Cuban, but it's just like you told me, okay. <laughs> you said I'm just, Avery. I just you want, me to, wear want the chain? to do what you want. I said, I, Corbin, you seem like you really want to wear this chain. I feel like it brings you joy. You can take the chain off if you want to. But I'm just, <laughs> listen, I said for the podcast, I can. I'm, okay, y'all about to be. You were trying to lie on me. That's what you're I wasn't. To I, you told me to wear the chain. I said, Avery, should you, I wear the chain? You said, yeah. Bring I said, joy. You sure. And you were like, oh, but do you want me to wear the chain? And I when said, it seems like start? you really want when to we wear this starting? chain. When we starting? <laughs> trying to lie on me. I'm not lying Anyways, on you. Whatever. Three, two, one. <laughs> Virgos going down the list already. Starting some shit, bro. <laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome to the last black episode. We're not doing this again. <laughs> no. What? No. Anyways, hey y'all, welcome back to uh, the Last Black Avatar podcast. We're on episode uh, eight? Seven, eight, and nine. Oh. No, like for our podcast. I think it's episode eight. I have eight. no idea. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling as fast as I can. We're on. We're on. Uh, we're, we're on. Uh, <laughs> you know, fuck it. I'm going to say eight, but it's probably wrong. Covering episodes seven, eight, and nine of season two of Avatar: The Last Airbender. It's uh, it's been a while. I feel I feel rusty. <laughs> it's been a been a minute. Uh, why would you? <laughs> what or what? Nothing. I'm just looking at puppy cat back there. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Just doing this a lot is just right like now. how they sit when I'm teaching class too, and it's really quite distracting. I feel like for my students, uh, but uh, Jenny always like hops up now and attacks me while I'm teaching, and it's not really conducive to a a solid mm-hmm. uh, learning environment. <laughs> um, but we are back, coming to you live. Uh, OBO Sound Radio. <laughs> Over your sound radio, over your <laughs> Apple podcast, over your Spotify. <laughs> and uh, you got anything you want to say before we get started? Um, I just. Link on? Yes. Are you holding the Cuban link up to the microphone? Because, you know, diamonds talk. And, you know, I wanted, um, <laughs> if it wanted to say something, it can. I'm giving it the opportunity. <laughs> oh, shit. Can y'all, can y'all hear the chain? Some uh, AMS, some AMSR. AMSR. Um, that's what it's called. Some, some AMSR? Or is ASMR? Uh, ASMR. Some ASMR um, for, you know, the podcast. <laughs> I don't have the lighter today. Well, I can get it and do it like a flicker. Oh, I have one. Yeah, uh, you course. can do that. And I have the chain over here. 
There we go. <laughs> Next time I'm gonna bring like a um a cup full of ice with some uh <laughs> some dirty sprite in it and just like shake it in the microphone. Exactly. Or just like um, a cup with ice and some uh soda. No one will really know. We can No we can <laughs> Um, absolutely no one's gonna know but like when happy are like to be... for legal reasons you didn't see this we'll be like for legal reasons we uh this is just soda we lied <laughs> happy to be back uh doing the podcast i feel like it's been a minute um but the dyna- dynamic duo is back at it again with the back at it again so yeah <laughs> even though that i'm still contemplating on if virgo should move down uh the totem pole for um those comments I'll solve that, that you for you. Uh, we shouldn't. So, uh, <laughs> all right. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, Leo's and uh, Libra's been uh, <clears throat> coming for the throne. <clears throat> seems like good for them. In Gemini's, uh, I feel like uh, I need to. I need to check on something really quick. Uh, fill for time. Tell a story. <laughs> Tell a story. Um, yes. Oh, I know a really good story. Okay. So, three years ago, when Avery and I were in undergrad together, Avery was a um, a driver for um, a specific type of uh, company for the university. And um, it was a super, super cold, windy night. And uh, what had happened was I was studying in my dorm room and um, Avery and I were texting back and forth as best friends tend to do. And um, Avery texts me sporadically um, over and over again about how um, they were going to Trivet, Trivet Hall, and uh, to pick up someone. And um, they were going out. And uh, after that, they had got locked out of their van. So I was like, oh, well, do you need someone to come help you? Da, da, da. No, it's okay. Someone's going to come. Uh, and that was like the in. first cold night that season two. <laughs> like it was the first night of the year that was like freezing fucking cold. Sorry, continue. God, I forgot about that. Yes. Didn't have no blanket. Didn't have no proper jacket. Um, You was wearing that velvet blue jacket, actually. It wasn't no proper coat. Probably. And um, had to get some assistance from uh, ASUPD to come pick them up <laughs> um, and to unlock the door. They had to break into the the fucking like the way you have to break into like when yeah. you lock your keys in your car, and that should suck because the dispatcher kept being like, "Oh, they're coming, they're coming," and they didn't realize how long I had been out there. So they were, like, telling everyone else, like, oh, Avery's fine, Avery's fine. And so, like, I didn't know that I could just wait outside or inside until I had been outside for, like, an hour waiting in, like, 30-degree weather. (laughs) And it was windy, too. It was a terrible day. It was fucking freezing. I just, my God, that was Mm. (laughs) was worse. Thank you for that story. You're welcome. (laughs) I feel like folks uh, should Jenny know. Jenny had uh, broken into my bedroom and it was chewing on lip gloss, which is why I had to run away really quick. So, oh <laughs> speaking of Avatar, uh, great segue. <laughs> so we get to da 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 <laughs> the episode. <laughs> I remember because I I'm mad that well not mad, but I was like, oh no, this was the episode that 
that I was sad we took so long to record the specific episode because I remember when we finished the last episode, I was like, oh, the next episode is called Zuko Alone. I am so excited. And then I realized when I was watching the other night, like, oh shit, this was this podcast episode. <sighs> but yes, <laughs> we made it. Uh, to talk I, about our uh, pale king. It was very much adequate. Uh, I quite enjoyed Not it. Adequate. Um, I believe. I think I did. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I had a lot of uh, niggas need to calm down notes in these episodes, but uh, I think for this one, I pretty much liked it. Um, so we just because it was Zuko focused. <sighs> yes, <laughs> and no. I think I like it because. I really, I genuinely enjoy his story. I think that his story is very interesting. I'm sure I've said this like 50 times at this point. Whereas like, had it been another character who had another equally interesting story, I think I also would have liked it. But I, I thoroughly was enjoying hearing more about his backstory. And honestly, if half of the show was his backstory, I would be fine with that. I would be, yeah, I'll be just fine with that. I really wouldn't care. Um, I would love that. Um, but uh, we pick back up on chapter seven, Zuko alone. Ooh. And so we, this episode is picking back up after Zuko obviously left Iroh, which was, I think I also saw accidentally a spoiler about Iroh. Uh, Cause I know you asked me predictions about like, oh, what do you think happens to Iroh when Zuko joins the gang? The gang. And someone sent me, and I told people to stop sending me shit, but I think sometimes they forget what's a spoiler and what's not, and that's why I tell them not to show me. But I, I think Iroh dies, <laughs> question mark, <laughs> at some point. And I, and I thought he was dead in, uh, in 7 or uh, 8, 8, 8, 9. Anyway, I thought he died in eight. And I was like, oh, well, I guess that's it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, this is basically following Zuko after he leaves Iroh in that uh, really sad scene. And he ends up going into the Earth Kingdom and meets this uh, young, young child. <laughs> Another child with uh, gap teeth. I don't oh know what God. they're uh, trying to say about all these Got two children um, in the Earth that Kingdom. That they are superior. And, uh, well, because every time I see one, it reminds me of how many times people tell me that I would be in the Earth Kingdom. And I'm like, is that because every person they show I think has it's because you're team? Earth sign. It's because you're Earth sign. <laughs> I don't consent to being put into the Earth Kingdom. But you're, you're <laughs> an Earth sign. That. There have been so many people to reach out to be like, oh, you know, you would be in the Fire Kingdom. And I'm like, is it because Boom. I'm a Fire sign? Um, like but, right what did you just call me did you just call exactly. me the n-word <laughs> listen did you just did you just call me a porch monkey is that what you just said no no but uh, <laughs> no nah, but really seen it, but uh there's this tiktok of uh this black guy sending that to his uh white friends over snapchat and it's just literally him saying did you just call me the n-word out of context and it's just all of their responses <laughs> Um, and one of them was like a nincompoop. nincompoop. <laughs> but uh, yeah. No, I just want folks to know that zodiac signs and and um, 
the different kingdoms, tribes, whatever, and Avatar are not synonymous. So if you are a water sign, that does not make you part of the water tribe. If you were to be part of one uh, earth kingdom, whatever, it's not the same. Because I do not think I would be a part of the Fire Nation um, if I were to be like in this Avatar universe. You think so? Um, Come on now. I'm not that evil. I don't be doing no mean shit. I don't know where I would see you. I feel like this show is hard. Because I feel like it's very specific. Like, it makes me feel like if you take... um, And I make this comparison a lot. And I know they don't overlap exactly. Blah, blah, blah. And you're going to be like, they don't. Um, and I almost released that bonus episode, um, but I forgot to edit it in time, where Richie and I were talking about uh, if the Hogwarts houses were uh, bending things, thingies. Um, <laughs> I feel like it would be like if you try to take like the bare minimum one word characteristics of uh, the Hogwarts houses and try to place people. Like I feel like it's very hard to... Uh, place people like other people into these kingdoms unless it's super super obvious you know Mm -hmm. like i feel like there's i feel like there's outside of like i feel like you would know someone's an airbender probably but i feel like between the other three i feel like it's a toss-up for a lot of people yeah to be honest so when people are like, oh, I'm obviously a waterbender or something. And I'm like, it's not obvious. <laughs> like, that's your interpretation probably of your personality traits at that moment and how you like to deal with, like, more so how you like to deal with conflict, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that that's more so what I see with the bending styles is how do you deal in times of conflict and how do you defend or uh, protect people? But to be honest, everyone um, besides Kiyoshi from the Earth Kingdom has come across as some nincompoop, incompetent type person (laughs) who just exactly like the the nomads who are traveling, the secret tunnel folks, and then just thinking about like the different secret tunnel, secret tunnel, tunnel. (laughs) my mic fell. <laughs> I thought you were gonna pick it up and do like a whole little serenade with your Secret. microphone. <laughs> no. Nah. Um, yeah. It's uh all interesting. Wow. Mm. Teach me. Nope. Can you just pass it to me? Like it's right next to you. If you can just We are not in the same room. I cannot we're in pass the same you space. My jewel. I don't know why you keep lying to these folks. Like we're not in the same space right now. We're not. <laughs> Sadly, we are not. If we were in a perfect world, we would be. (laughs) I want to be next to you, waiting, anticipating for you, baby. So, uh, (laughs) with the Avatar, um, yes. So, all we got to was that he's in the Earth Kingdom. And he uh, meets Lee, who's this little boy with gap teeth. More gap tooth representation. I wish uh, it wasn't with the nincompoops. Uh, I wish other bedding styles would uh, represent my people fairly. But uh, mm-hmm. I guess I can only ask for so much. You're asking for a lot already. 
I'm not asking for a lot. I don't think I'm asking for a lot. I feel like they're making it a point to include it. Is what I feel like. They could they could more evenly distribute it. Like, what are you trying to say here? What do you? What did you just call me? What did you just call me? <laughs> I hope that one day I'm able to use that, and then like the effects come out in my favor. <laughs> I would just like to say I think anytime I've ever used that, it has worked. But it also has to be around like uh, other black enough people, black people. Yeah. yeah, there has to be at least one or two other black people f- in the room for it to work. You know, uh, unfortunately, uh, well, it's not unfortunately. <laughs> um, but we start out, and while he's there, we get a lot of flashbacks mm. because he's obviously mm. like starving and thirsty, and he meets those people in town, and they're trying to beef with him, and he runs into a little boy, and there's that whole little back and forth thing where he like, what did he do? He like threw something at them, and then like scurried away, <laughs> and then Zuko was like, yeah, he was really <laughs> on Zuko the entire time, and folks were like, let this man breathe, you know, he's been through a lot. I felt really bad when he was like, can you, can you please stay? And he was like, no. <laughs> but I mean, like, he needed to go, like, boundaries. But I went, oh, poor little boy. <laughs> mm-hmm. All the men in his family, like, dipped on him. <sighs> but they flash back while he's staying with them because they went, hey, you can stay and help us a little bit and work. And we'll feed you and just don't be difficult. <laughs> like, let us help you. And he flashbacks most of the episode about his childhood. And we get to see more of why Azula is the single worst person in the entire universe, maybe tied with the Fire Lord. <laughs> and just, just awful. <laughs> This was like <laughs> I know she's like one of your favorite characters to like watch. So how was this like how was this episode for you flashing back to all the things that she was talking about and doing as a kid? I mean, I think I think for Azula, like her character specifically is probably the most besides Zuko, the most complex in the show just because she's supposed to be like twelve or fourteen and she has so much hate and evil within her heart. And just the way, like, she has no emotions and she's just, like, a really evil person. Like, she has no love. So you can see how, you know, those the effects of that really was able to affect Zuko and everyone around him, his mom. You know, like, everyone, I think, that's a child and um, that's the main character, like, just has a lot of trauma and has experienced a lot of violence. Um, so how do they deal with that? And... I think a lot of the, the abandonment and the issues that Zuko faces is because of his sister Azula and just her always trying to one-up him and him him supposed to be, like, mm. he's supposed to be the heir of the throne. And then her always being talented and stuff, like, getting to him. Mm-hmm. So we can just see, like, how in this episode, him being alone, him thinking about that, like, gosh, you know, like, did my dad ever love me or, you know, my mom or just stuff like that. So, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like as a person, she sucks, but I just love the breakdown and the um, the insight that we get to her as a character. 
I made a note. Uh, it looks like Azula never been slapped before. She ain't never <laughs> like been she dealt never been with. She <laughs> like never she, had the, she's the, never the, the trunk popped on her. You know, <laughs> nothing. She's like the fucking antichrist in this episode. She's just like this ball of pure evil. Like, and I just remember in last episode, I went. Oh, I haven't gotten to see her evilness, uh, her evil doings yet, because it seemed more just kind of petty and fucked up. And now this is like, this shit was, whew, when she was talking about um, his brother and their grandpa and her just like hoping everyone dies. <laughs> like she just <laughs> hopes everyone dies, hope her grandpa dies thought that her uncle was whack and that he couldn't because she was talking about Iroh and how obviously how uh, she thought that he wasn't uh, uh, fit to lead or whatever and <laughs> and why he's not worthy and some throwback clips of Iroh laughing about uh, potential war crimes uh, against civilians and shit um and it just, I've never seen a child's character outside of Tom Riddle be so disturbing <laughs> and strange and uh, needing to be hit. But I was thinking, who's going to handle her? <laughs> like, Because she, I feel like she talks big shit because can't nobody hear her. Like, no one's going to, no one's going to do anything. And I felt so bad for that scene where, uh. Him and, uh, not him and Zuko, um, where Azula and Zuko, uh, before, or when they were in front of, I keep wanting to call him the Night King. <laughs> I need to stop. Not That's King. not his name. <laughs> um, <clears throat> damn near acts like him, but, uh, in front of their grandpa and she was showing off and Zuko just kept falling on his ass and struggling and his mom just being so sad for him and literally being the only person besides Iroh who cares about this little kid uh and I was just so sad sad ass episode and then when his mom like okay did his mom die for him like what happened to her so what happened with the mom was um after uh god because she said those yeah, like, so, last words to yeah him about so zuko's, zuko's, had, zuko's grandfather had passed away and uh mm -hmm. that's when you know um god general iroh was like the head of the fire nation and i think after he lost the battle at um bossing say was when you know, Zuko's mm. dad became the Fire Lord. And, you know, just Zuko not really knowing about, you know, why um, the grandfather had passed away and there not being a lot of answers and all this different kind of stuff. And then them figuring out that, you know, Fire Lord Ozai is going to be the new person in charge. You know, I think that the biggest thing was, you know, her, his mom telling him about that. And then at the same time, there was just a lot of tension between Azula and the mom anyways because she just felt like that, you know. She was she weak was sauce. sauce <laughs> but Azula knew that her mom loved Zuko more than she loved Azula. So, Ooh, you know. She, yeah. 
And she was the only person who ever really addressed Azula, too. Yeah, because she was horrible. Like, when she was saying, when she was making uh, Zuko feel like shit, and she walked in, she was like, Azula, can you, like, Uh, calm the fuck down? what happened (laughs) was... You've done enough, um, stop. His mom, (laughs) like, just ran away. Like, just left, disappeared. And I don't think it's ever established, like, in this in this uh, show why she she leaves or where she goes or if she's alive still. So we'll see more of that. Like, oh. yeah, he she just disappeared. And uh, oh, okay. that's why. I literally had a note saying, no. is his mom about to die for him? No, she, she left came because she talking. knew that, like, him speaking to the Fire Lord out of turn would have resulted in her, like, being killed or being banished or something like that. And people get banished all the time yeah. from the Fire Nation. So, but yeah, she just left. Yeah. And you know, that's a smart move. Well, is it because, you know, she was uh, honestly the only person besides Iroh that yes loved and no. Zuko? Uh, yeah. No, you're definitely right. <laughs> I think I'm saying it probably was a smart move because, <laughs> because the grandpa is a threat. Uh,. Especially about how you haven't felt true loss, it, loss. <laughs> and so I'm going to make sure that you know how well that feels or something like that. And so I wonder if that was connected. Mm-hmm. But yeah, <laughs> I was like, damn, this is his one ally. This is his one person in his whole fucking family. Besides Iroh, who cares about him? I just, mm-hmm. And it was interesting to see that pass down of trauma and then like the hurt people hurt people and it's still not okay um that kind of generational trauma being passed down based on how his dad was treated by his dad and all of those things which is just so sad Mm. (laughs) and that also the grandpa this was his last uh role the actor who voices what was this guy's name? What was his name? Start with an A. Maybe. Who Azula? voiced the? Yeah, Fire Lord is no. Azu. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> the guy who voices that. This was his last uh, voiceover role before he passed. Oh, I have no idea. It's always interesting to see all the people they had mm. on this fucking show, but <sighs> yes. <laughs> and uh, to move on yes. from this. <laughs> discussion of Zuko's trauma (laughs) but it kind of flashes forward throughout the episode to him being in him being in the Earth Kingdom and again seeing the effects of the Fire Nation and seeing the ways that it's affected people like this boy's brother not being able to come home yet and his dad having to go out and look for him and I thought that this was really good because it it showed that Zuko really wanted to step up for a little bit and help protect them and just help out a little bit. And I realized this is the first time that he realizes fully that he can't actually be a hero yet. Like he can't actually be a good person to other people yet and then receive him in that way. And that was just extremely interesting to me because this is the moment where he truly attempts to help other people not because the avatar not because it was going to keep the gang alive so that he could get credit for it 
and stop being banished or what have you. It was just him with no benefit to himself trying to help somebody out and them completely rejecting it because he's from this imperial ass uh, <laughs> country, war criminal ass family. <laughs> and no one wants to fuck with him because, duh. <laughs> but uh, I did think it was cute when he gave the little boy like a, like a little knife or whatever. I was like, oh, <laughs> so cute. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's him trying to uh, express emotions. <laughs> but I was like, what is this boy going to do with this? Listen, if you need for protection. <laughs> right. They don't have no he guns said, keep back the gun on you. Right. <laughs> this is the equivalent of here. Here's this gun. Here you go. <laughs> you can hold it. Save your family. That was definitely... That was definitely a metaphor for how, um, you know, the black community funnels and recycles guns within its own community. Just wanted people to know that black on black crime is oh a my issue. Oh my god! Um, and we need to oh uh, do a better job of addressing Corbin. it. <laughs> Corbin, I'm just kidding. Relax. <laughs> I thought you were about to talk about for a second. I had to read this article for class about how men are likely to buy guns to reinforce this ideal of protection and protecting their fi- and protecting their family because they feel like they've been emasculated and it makes them feel better because it makes them feel like they're doing a good job of that. And I thought you were about to talk about that and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> but no, it was you know, chaos. I spit the truth. <laughs> I spit the truth. No, you did not. <laughs> Absolutely the fuck not. <laughs> But <laughs> all facts, no printer. <laughs> but yeah, I just want to encourage everybody to get out there and register. <laughs> I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. I promise. I'm done. Yes, I'm done. All of our problems can be fixed with voting and only voting alone. Uh, <laughs> see, I'm sorry. All I'm saying is. All I'm saying is, Earth Kingdom, you're having all these problems. Did you think to vote? Did they think to vote? They have all these issues. If they... But did they vote? That's good. Are... That's good, though. <laughs> that's good. I feel like it works better. I've seen that uh, same joke about Harry Potter, but Harry Potter makes a little bit more sense because they have the ministry and a form of government over everybody. There's not a government over everybody in Avatar, is there? Because they're all in their little uh, separate nations. So I guess they all have their own government. I just believe that, you know, with the own, with the, the Fire Nation and all those different things, yes, Fire Lord Ozai is bad, but at the same time, I believe that <laughs> Did you, Did you vote? vote? <laughs> Were they at the polls? Okay. Listen, Appa to the polls. Everybody gets on a ride to Appa and goes to the polls to vote. That'd be a great meme of like someone handing a ballot to Aang and going, but did Aang, you vote? did you vote? <laughs> did you vote? <laughs> if you didn't, I don't Yato know what you're doing. still would have been alive had you voted. Exactly. <laughs> Earth Kingdom, if you wanted better foreign policy to protect you, from the Fire Nation. Be the change you want to exactly. see. And, uh, and if you don't polls. like it, you can just leave. Or run for office. <laughs> yes, yeah, you can just leave. <laughs> you don't fucking like it here, just move. 
<laughs> I guess to Antarctica? Where the fuck did you talk like... about the the Southern Water uh, Tribe? I guess the Northern Water Tribe. <laughs> oh. Oh wait, is Antarctica that's, oh, yeah. that's at the bottom. Yes it is. Oh <laughs> what's at the top? <laughs> the Arctic, yeah. The Arctic. Come on, the geography. <laughs> the Vinky? <laughs> Have you seen that video? Of those two people that were like, who painted the Mona Lisa? The Mona Lisa. Da Vinci? Oh, <laughs> Corbin. <laughs> Corbin. <sighs> well, two people listening will get that. <laughs> that very specific tweet. But. What? Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. I like that bit. <laughs> I just have a note. <sighs> I wish you had seen Game of Thrones. But for folks that have seen Game of Thrones, that shot where Ozai is appointed or whatever and assumes the throne, uh, where he's looking out over, I guess, his new kingdom, uh, very, a very Lion King, but it looks scarily like Daenerys in the last season of Game of Thrones where she assumes the, the throne, the throne of games, <laughs> which I'm sure is probably like a common shot representing mm-hmm. tyranny but i was like oh my god is this game of thrones what am i watching <laughs> but we also get to learn more about uh these episodes had interesting animals so this one had pig roosters and turtle ducks. yes i don't have any other comments except <laughs> i just wanted to note that those are in the episode i literally just have a note that said okay pig roosters and turtle ducks <laughs> And that's about it. That was a joke. <laughs> no, I just love how, um, actually for me, you know, I wasn't really like a Zuko stan. I'm still not. But I think <laughs> that this episode. <laughs> you said it as if every episode, I'm like, Corbin, why are you not? <laughs> nah. Everyone loves Zuko for some reason, but they can't name any of his albums. And I think that um, <laughs> if you were a fan, you'd be able to. Um <laughs> But did you listen to his mixtape? Exactly. Tapes? Did you listen to track nine on his second mixtape? Yes. God. Absolutely. Fake fans. See, there was <laughs> uh, the heist. There was uh, <laughs> nothing was the same. Good Kid, Mad City, Jesus, and uh, Watch mm-hmm. the Throne. And then there was uh, Zuko's greatest hits. And I just think that is a. <laughs> Scarface. <that> <laughs> And I just think that it's so uh, interesting how the heist by Macklemore won that Grammy and uh, Zuko's greatest hits. Um, Tell me that wouldn't be his rapper song. Like, that would be his, like, dreams and nightmares. Him and uh, Harvey Dent would get along great. Oh, they would. <laughs> Bravo. That was that was a proud moment. And that's my favorite uh, superhero. Could you, you imagine Harvey you Dent you had that and in mind, Zuko? You? you were like, Batman is Avery's favorite I didn't. Superhero. That wasn't in my mind, but... No, shh. I'm we was you... talking about people with I'm, scars. No. <laughs> <laughs> trying to give you... I was trying to give you more uh, brownie points, but that was... That was really Thank good. you. you pat yourself on the back. I, I we are. You could just go ahead and the same room. Just, but 
You you should pat yourself harder next to the mic. So there, you people can hear you. there you go. There you go. The joys of an audio-only podcast is that you can't see that we always follow through. <laughs> well, could you imagine Harvey Dent and uh, Zuko together? Like, who do you think? Zuko would whoop his ass. I'm, I'm sure he could because he can also bend fire. And what can Harvey Dent do? Flip I also a coin. feel like he probably wouldn't like Flip Harvey Dent at all. That's all he, he can do. Imagine him with, like, fire bending with that coin flipping shit. That'd be scary as hell. My God. I would scream. If your choice was to get burned alive and die or live based on a fucking coin, I hate him. I mean, he's a great villain, but he just... He gets on my fucking nerves. That stupid-ass coin. I feel like Zuko wouldn't fuck with him. I think he would think that he's, like part of the establishment mm-hmm. or something. <laughs> I felt like you wouldn't have time for him. But that'd be a great crossover episode with that man. Yes. Avatar. Listen, anybody <laughs> wants to create Batman fan art, Avatar. what I would like is a painting of Zuko <laughs> and Harvey Dent next to each other as a face-off. That's what I want. Ooh. Mm-hmm. With both, Yeah. I'm just, I'm thinking now what that conversation would look like between Batman and Aang. And Aang's like, I'm not trying to hurt people. And Batman's like, yeah, I'm just trying to beat that nigga up. <laughs> I just beat Zuko up to a pulp. Let's move on. Carry on. <laughs> Carry on. The chase. But yes. that's it for episode seven. The chase is chapter eight. And so we're done with the flashbacks. And we see that the, the gang. gang is trying to make it through as they always do mm-hmm. <laughs> on their perilous journey. And they're being chased by this train. It looked like a train. This <laughs> <Maybe> train. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> train. <laughs> the band. <laughs> but yeah. They, they're being chased, and so every time they try, and and this is a good episode for Appa stands. Poor Appa. Where's my painting? I felt so at? bad for him. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> I thought you were about to go I hold it up, it. and I was like, <laughs> "Oh, you're just gonna hold it." Oh, Corbin has never headphones on. I guess this is a time that I would talk shit about Corbin because she can't hear me. So this one time at band camp, Corbin got so fucked up that uh, she couldn't... Wait uh, a second, wait. And Corbin is my best friend, and I love her so much. Um, We are getting married. What did you say? (laughs) You have to cut all that out. That's a beautiful painting you have there. That's lovely. That's good stuff. I love that a lot. You're going to have to, that'll be part of our promo for this episode (laughs) with the episode on Instagram. What are you pointing at? All right. Anyways, (laughs) get back on track. The gang is traveling as always. And this is the first time that we see, I believe, Katara and all of them traveling together. Because I think last time we left off with Toph leaving. And so this is the first time we get to see her and uh, the gang 
in the group uh, see their group dynamics past their initial meeting, which is probably the worst time to happen because they're all <laughs> sleep deprived because every time they try and stop and take a nap, <laughs> Azula and her little her little squad, they pull up in this fucking uh, war machine thing and chase them away because they can follow Appa's fur tracks and stuff and kind of follow the trail that's being led for them and before that there was already some beef between uh katara and toff yeah they butt heads a lot episode with the oh no it's the next episode Mm -hmm. um but they were just bumping heads a lot because toff is so hell-bent on being self-sufficient and not needing nobody and not needing to contribute to the wow, group. she sounds like a Virgo or... to me. <laughs> so... <laughs> So anyways, uh, she <laughs> she doesn't really want to contribute to the group at all, and Katara has had fucking enough, and they are just beefing the whole time. Stop looking at me, Corbin. <laughs> and they are just beefing the whole time, going back and forth, because Katara's like, we're a team, that's what we do, we help, like, can you fucking help? And Toph is like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought, I thought you wanted an earthbender. Like, I thought you wanted wow. a good... Earthbender. Oh, God. I thought that you... <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> and then Katara was like, okay, but we're all on the run together. And we set up camp every night, bitch. <laughs> so could you help? Like, could you do anything? And Toph was like, uh, uh, fuck you. I got my own tent up. My own fire started. Uh, and so, point blank, period. That's all that needed to be said. But how you go ask somebody that's blind and- to help you? <laughs> But she's pretty. She's pretty self sufficient. Well, it's I not mean, like she can't. Like just do with it. stuff on op. Like just the show, the way they set it up, she can do stuff. But like the stuff that she was asking her to do, I was like, come on now. You like you know what better. Was it that she was asking her to do? I can't remember. Just with like trying to put stuff in certain places and whatnot. I'm like, she obviously like she can feel vibrations and stuff, but she don't know like. I, just, I feel like they try and make up for it by, uh, well, not make up for it, but they try really hard to avoid the fact that she's blind by making her borderline superhuman with her ability ability to feel vibrations. Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, we want her to be blind, but we don't want it to affect the plot. <laughs> so we're just going to make sure that she can be doing literally everything and more. But I think it makes sense because... People with disabilities will a lot of times try and be self ah, self sufficient as possible, and don't really appreciate when people are like, "Let me help, let me do this in a condescending way." My house is freezing right now. I had to put the leather jacket on (laughs) real quick. Every said I was in uh in Greece. (laughs) Talk about it, stud. Or what is it? Tell me about it, stud. Is that you know I is? haven't seen that I movie. Know, I think I fucked it up. They didn't make you watch that in school? They made us watch Grease. Literally. I, know, I did not watch Grease. For, 
for a music class. <laughs> I watched The Sound of Music for a music class. I think we also had to watch that too. But I think I would have watched that regardless because Julie Andrews is the best. But <laughs> you don't watch anyway. Sound of Music willingly? Yeah, I watch The Sound of Music willingly. Not often. I don't know about all that. But I will not watch that movie. <laughs> I'd rather watch The Wiz. <laughs> recently. I don't really like any Wizard of Oz based things because the whole concept of anything Wiz related scares me deeply as a human. Because um, I used to get nightmares about the Wizard of Oz. So and the Wiz is definitely going to give you nightmares. Hell yeah, sure did. <laughs> I can promise you it did. <laughs> that in a twitches. <laughs> But basically, they uh, they just flapping their gums at each other everywhere they go, and it just gets worse and worse and worse. And yeah. I I had a note that Toph needed to chill the fuck out because she was starting to get rude as hell. Like after a while, Toph really was like, "Fuck all of you," and I was like, "Yo, you you can calm the fuck down. You both can calm down, especially." But especially Toph, you can definitely calm down. It was just a lot. And I thought about this a lot because I was talking with my colleagues, Ruchi and Camille, my my dear friends. <laughs> wow, I didn't hear about this. Uh, yeah, we were talking about Katara. Well, you, you were talking about Katara and you didn't converse with me? Well, this was, you weren't, it was just, it was a conversation because Camille had avid- finally listen to avatar watcher oh my god get (laughs) yes but we also i talked to you about avatar for hours (laughs) what do you mean did i consult with you we've talked about katara we have hours of proof documented proof oh my god anyways i was talking with camille because she listened to the podcast for the first time because she hadn't listened before and was weighing in on whether or not I was too harsh on Katara because Ruchi hates Katara slander because she thinks that there's too much Katara slander, which I disagree. And Camille was messaging me and saying, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe you were a tad too harsh. <laughs> Ruchi's probably right. And then we had a conversation about why that is. And we we're talking about our character and thinking about how this is also a representation of two things. One, they have siblings, and so they felt strongly about Katara acting as a younger sibling who wanted to be the responsible one and not listen to her older brother and all of these things or whatever. I'm not going to elaborate on that because I can't really relate, but... (laughs) And so there was that, and then the fact that these are women being written by just men. Well, I think some of the writers are women, but... But as I'm looking through, a lot of these writers are men, and directors especially. And I noticed it more in this episode because I had two notes of Toph is being a raging bitch, but she's basically being written as a raging bitch. (laughs) And Katara is, like, literally hysterical the entire episode. And meanwhile, Aang is this, like, mediator, which is his role anyways. And then Zuko... I mean, not Zuko, uh, Sokka. <laughs> Sokka could just care less and is carefree and chillin'. And so it really does make it look like these two women are just like, or these two girls are just being super catty and super back and forth. 
and blah, 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 which it sucks because that's the character that's canon now. Like, all the shitty parts of these characters are technically canon, Mm -hmm. but this episode was the first time that I really noticed this is a show written by men. <laughs> like, like I noticed it before, obviously, but this episode especially, I was like, my God, this is bad. Yeah, the back and forth between Toph and Katara was exhausting. Like, just throughout the show, they just be going at it like some, some, some cats or something like that. They keep going on like that? Yes. Makes sense, I guess. I mean, I guess oh. that's what happens when you have two females... <laughs> Um, in a group, they just <laughs> two they just females, be but two bitches. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> two broads in a show. They just be <laughs> they just be button heads all the time. Just two gals. Two gals. <laughs> but uh, two gals gabbing. But yeah, I think uh, I didn't love this. <laughs> See, that's why women <laughs> are not conflict. fit to be president because exactly. uh, all those hormones. You know, hor- what if she gets her period? And starts a war. You know, <laughs> America, a country who has not had wars before. <laughs> yes, God forbid something happens. God forbid niggas start a war. <laughs> I mean, I would love for us not to start wars, but <laughs> this is not the, this is not the point. <laughs> <laughs> That's his laugh. Ah, <laughs> uh, this political podcast. <laughs> but. Yeah, because I thought, I did think this conflict at its root was interesting. I think by the end, it was a good resolution of, no, that is the core value. I mean, not the core, but the that's how this group works yeah. up to this point, is collaboration and group work and not doing your own thing because you kind of can't. <laughs> like, the way everything is set up, you just... <laughs> Yeah, just it's an interesting enough conflict because Toph is brought in as a specialist. Like she wasn't brought in as a team member. She was brought in because, hey, we wanted you to be a consultant, not as a part of the gang, but someone with a specialty in this, which I was like, okay, I kind of see where Toph is coming from. But also Toph was being so rude about it. Like it kind of undermined uh her point which i think is part of the writing but yeah oh i mean i just think you look like you're about to say something (laughs) no i was just making faces at you um (laughs) nah but um i think that as an outsider coming in you just have to look at it that way like she's somebody who's new so of course they're gonna be a lot harder on her because they're trying to make sure that they can trust her and that she's someone who's able to give um to the group you know like okay yeah she's the best earthbender they've ever seen but is she someone who's able to be a part of their family that they have like you got to think like these are kids on the road with appa <laughs> on the road <laughs> that's what they are on like tour. <laughs> i mean burning up everything in sight they're literally the jonas brothers but i think that <laughs> no they're not <laughs> that's, that's who they are i wish they were the jonas brothers Imagine if this was rewritten with the Jonas Brothers. I would scream. <laughs> I feel like uh, Nick is Ang. I feel like I feel you like know Joe you is know Sokka. that Sokka is definitely Nick. I feel like I feel like who's the other one? Kevin. I feel like Kevin is uh no Nick is the wait, fine one. I, think I got them all mixed up. And who who is Debbie Ryan? <laughs> what? 
Because Kevin's kind of the jester one. But, um, the... What's old girl's name? I feel like he's... What's old girl's name? Who are you talking about? Demi. Oh, Demi Lovato. Who's Demi Lovato? <laughs> <laughs> it's Katara? Yeah, Katara. Definitely <laughs> lying for no reason. <laughs> I feel like that's something Katara would definitely do. <laughs> Every time on Camp Rock. So Joe has to be... Because I feel like Nick is like... Nick's supposed to be, like, the sensitive one, so I feel like that's Aang. But Nick is the fine one. That's why he's Sokka. I feel like that's Joe. <sighs> you know, i But Sokka's, right. like, played for jokes, so I feel like he's... So I feel like his personality's more Kevin. <laughs> but this mm. is about looks. <laughs> this is a hard reference. Oh, well, if it's about looks, then yeah. <laughs> then who's Kevin? Is it Aang? <laughs> agreed more so actually I can't remember if Aang and uh, Sokka were being like hey can you give her a minute because I feel like Katar could have given Toph some time but obviously it was heightened because of sleep deprivation and I know that when I'm sleep deprived I don't want to fucking talk to anybody and so (laughs) I get it like I get tensions escalating like they don't even have phones to get on what like they can't mean? even get on tiktok and ignore each other they don't they don't have phones stop lying they had cellular <laughs> they devices. don't have owl post they, had they don't have dial up they don't have anything they don't have uvu <laughs> they don't have none of it they don't have any of it no youtube and so i get that like temp- tensions probably flare up faster than normal but mm-hmm. I was like Katara you could give her like a week or something because just let her just because she's coming into a dynamic yeah. as an outsider so she's probably already going to be kind of off to the side even if she wasn't so hell-bent on doing everything by herself because she probably would have done that shit anyway because I feel like I would have done that it takes me a minute to warm up to people because you know I'm shy no, you're so not. So I too would have been We are both Sag Risings. We are, you are not shy. <laughs> I when I first meet people, unless I'm in shy. a space, unless I'm in a space where I know a lot of people, if Angry. I'm meeting a group of people for the first time, which you wouldn't have seen because that means that you would have also been in the group and I would have just hung out with you because, you know, you my little boo. <laughs> but if I'm in a space with people I don't know, I'm like, waiting a minute and I'll be quiet because I don't know what the vibes are. I don't know what people are doing. I just want y'all to know so that Avery to is not like. a shy person at I'm all. I'm very shy. That's not true. Well, <laughs> I feel like I'm just an introvert who does extroverted things. <laughs> and now that we're in quarantine, I get to just uh, fall into my introvertedness and it's been great. I'm going to be a uh, recluse by the time we get out of here. But, (laughs) and yes, that is their entire fucking conflict for the entire fucking episode. Well, their uh, interpersonal conflict. Mm -hmm. 
And this whole time, Toph is talking shit about Appa, Appa because his uh, tracks is showing. <laughs> the lace. <laughs> the Come la- up the lace. <laughs> his weave is falling out. <laughs> wait, was there a fight? What's some- that wait, was there a fight in somebody's uh, track had fallen out at App? Did that happen? Probably. Oh, oh sure. wait, I think that was at I feel my like high any school. fight, it's liable that you'll. I'm sorry. Oh. I'm sure that's happened. <laughs> Let's see. I love that they were like, we're going to make up <laughs> bundles and we're just going to leave them everywhere. Because <laughs> what did they say? They said, these aren't oh, shedding. Bay eggs. This we're isn't shedding, out. it's bundles. And I was like, I bet it is a bundle. <laughs> <laughs> that yakky, period. <laughs> that yakky. <laughs> this is the mythology of uh, Weave. It all comes from Appa. It's just people giving Appa a bath and brushing him out. He just need to have some oil. But Toph was talking shit because Appa's bundles was falling out. Yes, he got a relaxer and, and all that shit just came out. <laughs> <laughs> now we got a Brazilian blowout. <laughs> a Brazilian blowout. <laughs> a Dominican blowout. And was uh, ready to go. <laughs> and it kind of looked like when people uh, groom their huskies. And they just have, like, the pile of fur piling up. That's kind of what it looked like. And Aang went, first of all, what we're not going to do is talk about my guy who has been literally carrying us everywhere. Meanwhile, you haven't done shit. (laughs) And Toph was like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you wanted a good earthbender. (laughs) And so Toph dips. And meets Uncle Iroh, which is the crossover I didn't know I needed. (laughs) I was so happy about this. And just the whole thing about Iroh talking to her and telling her about how he was just keeping by Zuko to make sure that he was good. And just checking in in case he needs Iroh. He's ready to be there. (laughs) It was so cute. And Blacksolutely. Blacksolutely. And just, yeah, just being really cute. How did you feel about Iroh and uh, Toph? Wow. Um, This crossover, this collab. I think that their (laughs) dynamic is important just because they're both very supportive characters to um, the protagonist. Mm. So it's like... Sorry, continue. (laughs) I didn't think about it that way. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> so it's just like, you know, in either world that they're in, how it's perceived, you know, I mean, I feel like it would have been the same had Katara or Sokka gone off and, and met, you know, Iroh. But at the same time, um, mm. Mm. yeah, like, mm. I mean, I like their dynamic. They become really good friends. And uh, we'll just see later on in the show how it just comes full circle. That's all I got to say. Oh, yeah, I kind of liked it. I liked that because I sometimes get a little annoyed with Iroh when he's trying to be super calm and Zuko's like, but the world is literally burning around us. I need to focus on this. And Iroh's like, chill, chill, vibes, whatever. (laughs) But uh, I think this was a better match of energy. Like, I think that Toph was in a much more receptive place and at a much calmer place than probably Zuko whenever he's getting advice from Iroh. And I think that they 
mm-hmm. had a really good time and it Both was great very critical point too so bonding mm. yes <laughs> i can't i can't tell if it's a crucial point but uh but that was dope but while they're sipping on some tea and talking shit listen <laughs> talk about it spilling oh. tea and while all of this is happening, Aang is taking some of Appa's bundles, and they decide to just put literal, like, packs of bundles in places as, like, a fake trail. <clears throat> and uh, so that they can uh, deter Azula, May, and Ty Lee. <laughs> and <laughs> it doesn't work, obviously, because... It's literal packs of bundles. Like, think about if you were following a trail of just, of one strand of hair falling, just regular shedding, and then someone just leaves packs of braiding hair. Just all drops. Around, just, you know how expensive that just is? Just dropped it. Like, that's like thousands of dollars just being, probably in Oppa's case, millions of dollars just being spewed all over the, the streets. I'll be upset too. Literally. They could have put it together as exactly. a wig, and Tokyo Styles could have styled Absolutely. it, and we could have seen yes. it at the Met Gala or something. <laughs> and so, but they were just desperate at this point, trying to get some fucking sleep. And Aang stays back while uh, Sokka and Katara are looking for Toph. Sorry, there's so many episodes of this. I mean, there's so many names in this episode, <laughs> and Azula finds him. Obviously, and she sends May and Tylee to deal with Sokka and uh-huh. Katara. And uh, basically, they start fighting. <laughs> and of course, Zuko said, Hey, that's mine. I need that. Can you stop trying to take the fucking avatar? Like, we've been through this before. So we get to see <laughs> Zuko battling his. And it's amazing. It. Yeah. It's very good. I very much enjoyed this. I didn't feel like it was too long at all. That's because Azula, like her as a fighter, uh, yeah, her as a fighter, like she's, like she has one of the most incredible fight scenes in the show. Um, So it's good to see. Later on, I'm guessing. I mean, we've already seen a couple, but, um, you know. Oh, I thought you were saying that there was this one specific fight. Oh, yeah. It says further on, but. Bisha. No, for sure. I uh, <laughs> I loved her Zuko impression. Zuzu. <laughs> when she <coughs> her Zuzu impression when she put her hand up, that was so fucked up. <laughs> it was such a great uh, for our segment. Uh, jokes, 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 jokes. Why are you trying to Who's make this next? a thing? <laughs> and because uh, we made it a thing, and we don't have segments, so I'm gonna keep it, just butcher it. <laughs> but uh, it was a great joke. <laughs> Uh, Cause she like puts her hand over her eye like I'm here to catch the avatar, <laughs> and I was like, that is so fucked up. Like she, she is so. She's just a kid though. Up, I can't. She's deal. just a baby. She not. <laughs> <laughs> is she older than him? She's not. No, right? Zuko's the oldest. She's not. Okay. Zuko's like seventeen, so she... and she's like thirteen, fourteen years old, mm. with that deep ass voice. <laughs> She does look really, like, in comparison to the other people that are supposed to be her age, she does look much older. Maybe it's She's been living through a lot. She's been through a lot. That's all it is. They got that that harsh bone structure or something. I don't know. 
That was great. <laughs> I also loved... Was it May who, when she saw Sokka, was like, Oh, shit, that dude was cute. <laughs> like, do you remember that? I was like, that would be me. That would definitely be me in times of conflict and fighting and war to just like, stop oh. after a second and be like, oh my God, hold on, wait, hold up. Run that shit back. <laughs> but they start uh, battling and Uncle Iroh joins in. And, that was amazing. Uh, the lightning scene. Yes. Was this the episode the where they lightning. flash back to him teaching... Him about I think the, that might have been. Oh, no, that was the yeah, but we can see yeah. in this one. Yeah, where he teaches him, and it's the next one. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. And uh, by the end of it, there's way too many people ganging up on Azula, so peace out. She surrenders, but right, peace out. <laughs> get that bread, get that head, then leave. <laughs> peace out. Hey, club guys, I just think of it just down and down. Pop that pussy. Up. See, I've never, ground, I've never wanted a Sonic slushy much more in my life than I do right now. A water oh. burger. I love Sonic. Do you not remember that part? He said, "If no. he got, if she got good head, I'll buy her a Sonic slushy." I don't think I've ever heard the whole. But song. I can't give that whole no money. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Great. I will not be uh, hanging out with hey, you. Hey, listen, sir. the Sonic Slush, she go hard, concrete. That, that's true. That's good enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, Iroh looks away for 2.5 seconds, uh-huh. and Zula takes advantage of it, sucker punches him. Right in the kisser. <laughs> Pow, right in the kisser. And. <laughs> He's obviously hurt. I thought he died. Because the way that they ended it, it, Zuko was like, no, nobody help, no. And everyone dips because he said, get the fuck out. <laughs> and uh, you to tell me twice. Wow. Yeah. And so the group is able to <laughs> finally uh, take a nap. Because <laughs> they were looking hurt. They were looking rough Defeated, this episode. Yeah. They did so much to make sure that we knew. It was like a... You know when on Spongebob they do those close-up shots of Spongebob sometimes where he's looking rest and they <laughs> they show them looking all crusty yes. all close-up? It's just like way too much effort in detail. I feel like that's borderline what they did. Like, <laughs> they should put some crust. <laughs> I'm thinking of Patrick and Spongebob when they were in that, sh- in that ship trying their hardest not to sing the Goofy Goober theme yep. song. Yeah. <laughs> and it was that close-up of their Sweat face. Sweat down. <laughs> Uh, and so, uh, it just, uh, it ends like that. The group's asleep and Zuko's just trying to make sure that Ira doesn't die. Mm, uncle. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Poor Uncle Iroh. Do you have any other thoughts on, uh, the chase? No. This episode I... stressed me out. I was like, damn. No, I just love. going to be resolved? <laughs> Listen, it's never going to be resolved until, you know, hopefully we can see Azula get got. And that's how it's going to resolve everything. <laughs> you know, the whole episode, I was just kind of like, damn, how are they going to get out of this one, gang? <laughs> but uh, but I was just like, they're way too powerful and now they're tired. I was just stressed. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I want this to be resolved so I can sleep at night. <laughs> so I can sleep easy. You be watching Avatar at night? uh, 
Oh man. I watched Avatar right before we record. <laughs> Thought you knew that. <laughs> so I can remember. That's why I'm so fuzzy now because we watched it a while ago. And now I'm like, damn, what happened? <laughs> what happened? This is the first time I took uh, handwritten notes too. Let me see. Uh, Let me see your constitutional my handwriting. My phone was uh, dying. No, I didn't write in constitution writing. This is my print, <laughs> which is why I don't write in print. Uh, no, you tell me right now you didn't write the Constitution. <laughs> you tell me right now you didn't write the Declaration this. of Independence with that handwriting. Because if it's something I have to read fast, like like reading for this podcast, I write in print. Okay, John or Hancock. Or if I'm writing for uh, no, <laughs> or if I'm writing for uh, notes for a speech or a class presentation, I'll write in. Print. All right, Thomas but if Jefferson. I'm writing, like notes. Stop. <laughs> Stop comparing me to these fucking colonialist-ass, uh, slave-owning, whack-ass... I'm talking dudes. about the handwriting. <laughs> I know. But jeez. <laughs> but if it's any time that it's notes that I'm going to keep for a long time, then I'll uh, write in cursive. Absolutely. Maybe I agree I'll with the Alexander Hamilton. Post it. <laughs> Maybe I'll post these when we post the episode. And it'll just be a picture of my notes. Because you just see the note, Toph, chill the fuck out. <laughs> yes, Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's literally what my notes look like. And then the next one is, uh, oh, he's not dead. <laughs> for the last so let's episode. get into it. <laughs> and so episode nine. Bitter work. Bitter work. <laughs> so. <sighs> I also <sighs> didn't really like Toph in this episode. I'll be honest. I don't like Toph in any of these episodes. Or most of she was episodes. insufferable. I didn't hate her. Well, actually, Katara was to me. She got on my nerves. As, uh, she was insufferable. I was not a fan of either of them, but <laughs> but I was going to leave Katara out of it because apparently I'm too rough on Katara. But you are kind of That's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm a mean-spirited person. I'm just the rudest person you've ever met. Yes, you are. Everyone around me Angelica Pickles manifested. <laughs> What? Yes. That's why I have no friends, yes. But you got your one yes. black friend. Yes, you Susie Carmichael. <laughs> Flo Millie. Oh, so you're Susie Carmichael? Hey, oh, that's not fair. So I get to be you get to be Susie Carmichael and I have to be Angelica. Do you want to be Susie? <laughs> that's so mean. Everyone wants to be Susie. She's the best. What do you mean? What? Susie was a badass. And it's a fucking, uh, what's her name? That voice is Susie. Uh, she who voices does everyone. Literally everything. Who, the one who she was on the different Cleo one, the light skin girl. She was uh, <sighs> number five. She did, uh, she did fucking everybody. Oh, what is her name? I'm going to look it up. While I'm talking. Shit. <sighs> Shit. It's all right. It's all right. Shit. It's all right. I hate when this happens. It's, this is so embarrassing. It's okay. <laughs> Fucking uh, um, uh, Cree Summers. <laughs> yeah, Cree. That's right. Jeez. <laughs> Was oh, it uh, number five's older sister name Cree? I can't remember. Okay, never mind. I don't remember a lot from that show actually. It's a- I remember watching it. But I don't remember nearly as much as people do now. Yeah. It's okay. So I'm kind of sad. Maybe I need but to But let's get into on. this last episode, though. So, yes. What was I talking about? Yes. Okay. Yes. Was not a fan of Toph. I'm sure that she will grow on me. So mm-hmm. don't. <laughs> Calm down, Jamal. Don't pull out the nine. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 
like yelling. Come down, Jamal, and pull up the knife. Bro. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is what me right now. Where was Just that? Just the audio of like, calm down, Jamal. Don't pull, pull up the knife. The <laughs> Yo. <laughs> but I'm sure that you would grow on me at some point, so please don't yell at me. But you cannot tell me that she was not oh, about to tweet that in these episodes. I'm just saying, <laughs> if I didn't know that she got better, I would probably not like this character. Now, <laughs> this episode, uh, by the end, she was a little bit better. But I, I wasn't <laughs> super receptive to the way that she was trying to teach Aang earthbending. So we'll get into it. So Aang needs to start his earth. And... Hey! Stop it. Hey now. She hey has been now. awake this entire time. She's podcast. been quiet though. She's been chewing on shit, that's why. Stop it. Go sit down. Um, this is Jenny. What's Rory doing? What's my, my good. <laughs> I love her. I can't wait to touch. My family got uh, mad at me because they claimed that. Uh, I have been neglecting Rory. That's why she'd be laid up like that. And I was like, like she, she's Peter Griffin after he <laughs> fell down the stairs. <laughs> like I was like, why she look like that, bro? What she be doing to her? I don't know why she lays like that. She's just a very depressed Eeyore dog. I don't know why she's always been like that. She just always looks like I just smacked her across the like face that. every day. Meanwhile, Jeannie doesn't know where I'm she about to is. Come pick her up. <laughs> But they got mad because <laughs> I brought Jenny to my birthday thing when we went to the Airbnb. And I left Rory at my mom's house because it was a $50 deposit for per dog. And Jenny, my mom won't watch both dogs. She was like, I'm not doing that. That's not my job. I will watch one. <laughs> and so I picked Rory because Jenny can't, uh, Jenny, Jenny can't stay in dog hotels because she's not spayed or neutered That's or whatever. That's what she be, yeah. And so I brought her. And so uh, I was like, yeah, I had to. And they were like, oh, you're just neglecting your other dog. That's why she's like, no, out like that. <laughs> she's just dramatic. They're both very dramatic. <laughs> Sprawled. <sighs> Anyways. <laughs> so Aang is learning earthbending. And uh, Toph is mad at him because he's getting this sort of mental block about uh, doing earthbending. Because he doesn't want a rock to be hurtling towards him at the speed of light. <laughs> and would rather... This is the episode where uh, avoid S- Sokka <laughs> got stuck in that hole, right? Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We will get there. <laughs> and that little animal was trying to like lick on him and stuff. I have notes about me trying to figure out what that animal was before they said the dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I have many a notes. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. So she's starting to get frustrated with him because he doesn't want to be direct about it. He doesn't want to face it head on or whatever it is. And, uh, Katara... <laughs> Come on down to talk. And Katara was trying to say, Hey, Toph, that's not really how Aang seems to learn. See, that was her place. Trying to frame it. I feel like... I felt like... <laughs> I don't know what they were trying to say here. I didn't know if they were trying to say that Katara is too easy on him and doesn't do tough love. Whereas Toph is trying to like force him to address things rather than coddle him, I guess. 
But I also kind of agreed with Katara because I'm also that person who doesn't, unless it's sports, like I would rather you give me like positive feedback or uh, constructive criticism rather than being like, you fucking suck. <laughs> like Toph is just being mean, <laughs> which I guess maybe I'm overreacting, but I guess they're, uh, I guess it works because there's an argument for it. Because, like, there's a time deadline, and, like, they need to get it done, and so he needs to stop avoiding it and uh, having this mental block. At a certain point, I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm done. I'd have been like, girl, if you don't fucking leave me alone. <laughs> but I don't know. How did you feel? Anna, were you team Qatar or team I was Top? team Aang. To, polar to polarize this as much as we team can. Aang. No. Are you team Toph or team See, what you're not about to do is yell at me. Were you team? That's better. Hold on. Are That's you so much better. Toph I love this. Or team Katara. <laughs> I was team Toph because you know Aang. I don't like his character. We've talked about this. <laughs> He's annoying to me, um, and I just feel like sometimes somebody need to get on your ass if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. And yeah. uh, I feel like she was able to do that effectively because by the end of the episode, you know what he did? He earthbended. Here. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I I kind of wish they hadn't made his character so avoidant because I didn't want to be Team Toph, but I guess if I had to choose, I guess it would be mm -hmm. Toph. <laughs> but I was like, I feel like I'm only Team Toph because they made Aang so insufferable. Insufferable. That's a perfect word. Because it started in a reasonable place of like, hey, I don't want this huge boulder to be hurtling towards me and shit. Like, I don't... Like, I don't want to... Because it was these aggressive things that if he had done it and fucked up, then he would have fucking, like, passed out or been squashed or squished. <laughs> and it wasn't, like, starting small. It was starting huge. Which I think was an attempt at, like, trying to force him to address it. But, like, can we start on some regular rocks? Like, some non-moving rocks? Like, can we do that for a while? That's what I would have said. But, uh... I guess I had to be Team Toph by, by force. <laughs> which... The, anyways, <laughs> can you hear me? You don't have your headphones on. Yeah, I can oh, okay. hear you. It was it's really loud, so I can hear you even when I take them off. But you're next oh. to me, so it's like, you know, I can tell it's loud on your end because when I'm editing, I can hear me oh, on I the turn other it down? side, like in your audio sometimes. Maybe I should turn it down. Yeah, maybe a little bit. You don't have to turn down a lot. Okay. But I always laugh because I'm always like, "Damn, <laughs> is that how loud I am?" <laughs> But it's funny because your audio, when it comes in, is louder. But mine, you can hear it in your audio. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to, like, mm. adjust it sometimes. Um, but <sighs> at the same time, Zuko is uh, demanding her, uh, or Iroh offered mm -hmm. to teach him lightning. He's also bending. getting, like, a mental block, sort of, with the learning yeah. about that. Where his is so, uh, Aang has to kind of face his uh, issues with addressing conflict. And Zuko has to address his fucking trauma <laughs> that's keeping him from uh, being able to do stuff and why it's making him so angry and unable to do it. <laughs> and then he gets even more angry when, uh, uh, when Arrow tells him that he probably won't even need to use this lightning bending. And that he'll probably never mm -hmm. use it except for maybe once. And that just makes Zuko, like, even more pissed. 
and uh, more stressed about it. And so he ends up uh, <laughs> telling Zuko about uh, it's not just firebending. Like, it's not the only thing. It's not what makes a good bender. You have to kind of take strengths from every form of bending and uh, every nation and learn a little bit about each nation. And Zuko was like, because Zuko was like, how the fuck do you know this? And he was like, I learned from like watching waterbenders and stuff and appreciating the other ways that people bend and all the other elements and stuff like that. And how that would help Zuko in the long run. And so uh, (laughs) Zuko... We'll skip to the end um, for his story. But but I love the line that he, when he told him, like, oh, you have to deal with this turmoil inside of him. And he's like, what turmoil? (laughs) And then he uh, goes and stands on that cliff or whatever, that uh, rock in the middle of the ocean, and uh, was screaming at the lightning for, uh, so that it would hit him and wanted to strike him the way it has in the past and it was just a whole meltdown which I think was probably due to happen <laughs> uh, I'm surprised he doesn't have more meltdowns like with all the other stuff that's already yeah. happened but but he fucking lost it in this episode poor Zuko <laughs> poor little Zuko poor war poor criminal Dad. Zuko yeah. <laughs> And his war criminal mentor <laughs> said, it's up here. <laughs> um, but on the flip side, uh, to skip to somebody else's story, uh, Sokka this whole time is stuck in the ground, the literal ground. <laughs> <laughs> At first, I thought it was a puppy moose. And then I thought it was a cat moose. And then they said his name was, uh, (laughs) I loved this. (laughs) I laughed out loud. I don't know why this was so funny to me when Aang comes up and uh, Sokka says that this name, his name is uh, uh, Fufu Cuddly Poops. (laughs) Like, I don't know why, like exclamation point laughed. I don't know why it was so funny to me. And they say he's a saber-toothed yes. moose lion cub that Sokka has been uh, chilling with this whole time, this cute little thing. <laughs> and uh, Aang finds him eventually because he's just been strang- like stranded out there by himself for like a minute. And Aang comes and the big saber-toothed moose lion thing uh, pops up and is pissed obviously, because it looks like they've stolen her baby. Uh, My baby! <laughs> and, uh, Aang is trying to help and is uh, trying to earthbend and kind of avoid it and redirect the moose lion thingy. And eventually he stands his ground and proves that he can do earthbending because he faces it head on. And all that. And because Toph has been sitting right there the entire time and not helping. <laughs> but she immediately has some earth bend and it works. And so that's how uh, he breaks his mental block and whatnot. Which I feel like could have potentially been uh, the way that this worked the entire episode. Instead of her uh, stealing his shit and being mean. <laughs> but I, I guess it worked or whatever. 
lights and whatever lots are. <laughs> but she then helped Sokka get out of the ground um, eventually. And so that is the plot of episode nine. How'd you feel about this episode? <laughs> like I said, the main thing was Aang just, you know, learning about earthbending and he catches on quickly. So as this season progresses, we're going to see how better of a bender he becomes with learning waterbending, uh, airbending he knows already, and then earthbending. But still, it'll be interesting to see how um, or if he becomes a firebender because we know that, you know, the, um, what is it, Sozin's Comet is returning and they have to get back to, mm-hmm. you know, the Fire Nation to defeat Fire Lord Ozai and he still has a lot of blockage around wanting to learn that anyways because he knows that he burnt Katara that one episode um, when he was learning mm-hmm. it for the mm-hmm. first time. So it'll be interesting to see how uh, the gang progresses and if Aang learns um, firebending. So, yeah, but I'm glad he learned earthbending. Yeah, that time mm-hmm. that he uh, he had too much dip Absolutely. on his ship. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh... I'm going to assume mm-hmm. that Zuko's going to teach him firebending. That is my uh, great assumption and prediction. I feel like that's not that great of an assumption or prediction. I feel like that's probably what they want you to think. Well, I guess no, because I don't think at this point you're, you're supposed to know that he's going to join. But since I do know that he joins. Does he join? <sighs> I'm being honest. Does he join? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna <Okay>. say yes. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so my uh, so my assumption is that he'll probably he'll probably teach Aang how to firebend when he finally gets his uh, redemption arc that we've been waiting for. How are you gonna sit here and tell me that? Oh, about the firebending. Yeah. I was like, I know he has a redemption arc. I was like, everyone has told me about this redemption arc and tweeted about it. And I couldn't, I couldn't avoid it. I tried, um, but couldn't, but I'm very excited to see it. We're, we're on our way. And I feel like he's on his way to some revelations. Come on, revelations. (laughs) Uh, That's a little outside my wheelhouse. (laughs) But uh, yes, sure. <laughs> That's what I meant. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because I really do like that scene in episode seven where he realizes he can't be a hero to people, or he can't be this real resource. Unless he's guy. one for himself, absolutely. Yeah, and I think I, for some reason, really loved that conflict. I think that that was my favorite conflict or moments in these uh, episodes was that moment of them shunning him because uh, he's from the fucking Fire Nation (laughs) and one of the elite in the Fire Nation. Like, he's not a regular degular dude. (laughs) He wants to be the person committing these war crimes on people. Yes. But they just won't let him. So he's like, oh, man, I just want to burn people up. How dare you? Fuck you, dad. <laughs> he's the white boy who's uh, who's saying fuck you to his parents and slamming fuck the door. Fuck you, mom. <laughs> Better count your fucking fuck days, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking leaving. 
soon as I graduate, I'm leaving this fucking town. Fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that was my uh, favorite moment of these. What was your favorite moment of these? I feel like I feel like Dora. What was your favorite part? <laughs> of these three episodes? Yeah. I definitely think that gotta pick up the mic for this one. <laughs> Ooh. Yes. Um I... oh. Ooh, welcoming stand-up comic Corbin Cummings. I'm here all week. <laughs> try the veal. Try the veal. No, try the neck bones. They're cut to perfection. <laughs> yeah, this is the this is the black yes. comedy club, the Southern Black. Uh, we comedy will have club. the black eyed peas and the neck bones passed around. Uh, make sure you do not put your chicken bones on the floor. There's trash bags next to every other seat, so. Um, we're selling mixtapes Ex- by the door. Absolutely. absolutely. Zuko's mixtape. Fresh off the fresh out the recording booth. <laughs> I'm mad the first song I thought of was Dreams and Nightmares. Diamonds on me dancing. And so I was like, <laughs> Scarface on me dancing. <laughs> I'm gonna cut that out. <laughs> That's a really bad joke. <laughs> Um, <laughs> this is another uh, part in the show where Avery does not deserve rights. Um, we've decided. I no, you don't. Rights. You don't deserve rights. Folks at home, this is a great time to talk to you about uh, gap tooth rights. We've been impressed Anyways, for I think that my and... favorite part of the show uh, definitely was, um, let me go back. Just the character development that uh, Zuko has, I feel like was really good. But I think overall, my favorite part was the bitter work. Um, just Aang learning learning about earthbending and just how much of an internal struggle he has about wanting to learn it and learn things in general. Because it just adds on to why I do not like him as a character. But for him as the Avatar, um, you know, just having that internal struggle as a kid, I think is very vital to the show and him as the avatar even though i don't like him as a person he is the avatar so him learning all these things is important and uh i just like how he learned that so now we get to move on to other things yeah i uh as much as i hemmed and hawed hooting and hollering the way that the (laughs) the way that the group uh addressed toff joining the gang I did like the core of that conflict, like what it means to have group like group dynamics. Like I know we talk about organizing a lot, um, and that that was a moment that I had some organizing reflections of. You can't organize in a silo, like that's not a organizing, silo. and uh, yeah, like a uh, by yourself, oh. like uh, like isolated, like you have to be doing it. Um, because that's what organizing is. Like, I mean, they're not technically organizers at this point. They're just kind of a uh, uh, group working. <laughs> but, uh, well, they're I organizing. They're, I guess, I guess they're technically organizing. Uh-huh. Um, like, as they're organizing, bending teachers and uh, all of these things to achieve a goal. Um, so I guess they're organizing resources, but. Made me think a lot about how you can't do that uh-huh. by yourself. That's not organizing. That's uh, that's like a lone wolf activism type of thing, which uh, can work, but uh, 
it's much more effective to be a part of a collective than in a group dynamic. And I wish they had handled it a little bit better. But they're um, kids, versus you these know. two female characters. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> again. And this is some Goonies type shit. Like, you know. All right. Like the downfall of having a podcast about this show again is that like they're all kids. Critique and them. And so we yeah. can only criticize them so much, but I'm gonna do it anyways. <laughs> Cause it's the point of this podcast. <laughs> but like in real life, yes, playing to the reality is like these kids have been on the run for a very long time and isolated from everyone else. And Toph is just hopping into that. And so obviously these kids aren't going to be like, hey, <laughs> let's evaluate our group dynamics a little bit. Let's, uh, let's do some reflections. Let's do some next steps. Let's have a let's retreat have a grounding. <laughs> and come up with yes. our goals. Right. Let's have a grounding session. Let's do a one word mm-hmm. check in of how we're feeling today. What yeah. are our boundaries? Come on, boundaries. Like, how do we want to be uh-huh. spoken to? Let's talk about yeah. our communication styles. <laughs> All of the things. Like, what do you need in support when you need support? And so, obviously, they don't have those skills to do that. Um, but I, uh, I wish they had still uh, handled it maybe a little bit better than having the two female characters. Two female. Uh, for lack of a better word, like, bitch back at each other. Um, no, I think that was... Like, they were literally bitching at each other the entire time. If I had to choose a word, a loaded word, I think that's... I feel like they were in the writer's room like, what if they just bitch at each other? And moaning. You can't forget the moaning. <laughs> Bitching and moaning. Hemming and hawing. Because that's what, uh, <laughs> that's what uh, quote-unquote females do. Um, right, yes. Females. Females. <laughs> females. <laughs> Is that the drinking game for today? <laughs> Niggas would be dead. Listeners at home, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yes, take a tequila shot every time you hear the word female, please. Uh, take a tequila shot every time we have a problematic take. <laughs> Maybe that would be a better one, a safer one. Have I feel less, like less death, like our fake bits, like when we're like uh, people know those are fake, right? I think yeah, they know that we're joking. <laughs> I I don't believe okay. <laughs> that recycling guns within the community so, is so. in black on black. No, come on now. I feel like the folks who follow us on social media know better. If you know me, you know better. If you know Avery, you know better. I'm hoping. But if you don't know us, uh, please know uh, yes. that we don't. Uh, sometimes we'll do a bit and like we'll finish it, and I'll think for both a second, of us, like was that both of us that we are organizers like, who yeah, operate it, under it a black queer feminist lens, very very far to the left, abolitionist lens, very very far to the left. We <laughs> be joking. <laughs> Why was I uh, on this panel recently about uh, what do young people want from uh, presidential candidates and shit? Why are you, why were you on another and, panel uh, like that? Uh, <laughs> it was uh, someone I used oh. to work with uh, asked if I was down to do it, and it seemed okay. And <laughs> um, actually ended up being one of my favorite panels, but uh, it was because it was very funny. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a spectrum of uh, politics. It was uh, me being the most left. Then there was this girl who was pretty left. There was a moderate Democrat. There was a moderate, uh, he said Democrat, but I feel like he would probably say Republican if Trump wasn't the other option. Because <laughs> then he started talking about uh, imperialism <laughs> and how much he loves what? it. Uh, so he loves Zuko. And then there was this, uh, 
You, yeah, no, yeah. We were talking about foreign policy, and we were like, uh, oh, we would rather there not be more wars. And he was like, but the U.S., my fellow Americans. He, like, kept saying Americans, which was a red flag. <laughs> and he was like, we as Americans. I get it, a red flag. And, uh, fighting for our things. And I was like, God damn. I was like, so you really escalated this. And then there was this girl who was on the Trump oh, campaign. disgusting. Which, uh, <laughs> yeah. She actually didn't actually say anything that I didn't expect her to say. Like, she didn't go ham. I think because she was the, like, furthest right. And so she was like, uh, <laughs> I'm on my own. But uh, it was actually one of my favorite panels because it was hilarious and pretty, it was, it was fun. <laughs> but they were, uh, they were asking me about, like, introduce yourself and say your politic. And I was like, uh, I am a... Uh, left <laughs> i am very very left <laughs> i won't get into how left i am but uh yes that is me that is i that's where i'm operating from and uh let's uh move on <laughs> that was a story. you should have said that i'm so far Sorry. left that i have to physically leave every time i talk about politics <laughs> that's how left i am <laughs> my faces oh yes i have seen them during panels and it's like and i thought i was doing so much better until someone asked a question about a um fuck uh it wasn't decency but it was like a willingness to uh collaborate with other people or something like that of different ideologies i can't remember what word it is that they said but but one dude answered and uh how willing are you to work with people who have different ideals than you and he was like well it's just a difference of opinion and like no one else said anything and so someone asked a follow-up question that was like based on the responses and the facial expressions of everyone who did not answer like can we get into that like because it seemed like there was some more things to be said that folks weren't talking about and i was like you're right because i was about to rip into that man and i decided and they uh, called on me because of my face. You never do well. That I was doing well. You show it every single time. <sighs> that question was hard, though, to hide it. I think now I just laugh. And so people see me laughing and they're like, hey, Avery, looks like you have something to say. I guess I do. Like, you're right. <laughs> it makes me think about uh, the salty spittoon. I would call it the hairy spittoon. <sighs> uh, well, <laughs> Excuse me. Welcome to the hairy... <laughs> Welcome to the Harriet Spittoon. How left are you? How left am I? How left am I? Go ahead and close this. Let's go ahead and close this thing out. So, uh, thank you so much for listening. In my name is Corbin. You can find me on all social media platforms. Corbin underscore forever. Um, what else? Yeah, my pop culture. Pop culture plug. Yeah, pop culture plug. Uh, stream Megan Thee Stallion. Uh, stream Flo Millie. Um, let's see. Mm. Stream No Name. Um, stream all of these uh, Black women rappers who are doing the thing out here. Um, doing a thing out here. So what else can I say? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. 
Believe Megan yes, Stallion. Yes, believe Megan Stallion. And uh, stop making up excuses to not. Um, <laughs> let's, what else? Oh, yeah. I guess The Parkers is coming out soon um, on Netflix, which is my favorite show of all time. If you've been watching Moesha, Girlfriends, oh. The Game. One of them. I didn't know that was your favorite show. Well, oh. yeah. it's so, I love The yet. Parkers. That's like the... Fu- What's your like, favorite favorite? Like, if you had to choose one that you could stick with for the rest of your life, what would it be? And no other show. <laughs> you probably know this answer, and you're probably going to get on my head about it. I think you will. We've talked about it. Don't be shy. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be shy. Say it into the mic. (laughs) I haven't watched this show in a while, but Law and Order SVU is, is, I think it's number one. It's been number one for uh, most of my life. Um, Spongebob. It, that's it a good just pick, goes though, between. That's like a long. That's a lot of episodes to rewatch. Like if you. Oh, I started from show, the beginning really and binge watched episodes. every single season. So yeah, Law and Order SVU. Well, I was saying like, I was saying if you had, if you were stuck with one show forever, that one would be great because there's a lot of fucking episodes. Like you would be fine. <laughs> like it's not like it has three seasons. Like <laughs> that shit's been going on since the fucking beginning of time. The land before time. <laughs> Yeah. How about you? well, uh let's get into your your closer. So, uh where can we find you in your pop culture right, reference? Where can the folks yes. find me? Uh <laughs> You can find me at Black Baby Gap, no A in the black. Uh You know what I'm saying? On TikTok. The A stands for abolition. Instagram mm-hmm. and Twitter in that order of importance. <laughs> Uh, and you can follow the podcast at Last Black Avatar on Instagram and Twitter. You can email us at uh, is last it the Black Last Avatar Black Avatar at gmail.com. gmail.com? Just Last Black Avatar at gmail.com. Uh, if you have questions, comments, concerns, and uh, please leave us a review on Absolutely. Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. We love to see them. <laughs> uh, my pop culture plug. Uh, my dog really needs to go outside. I don't know if you can hear it. Um, I don't really have a pop culture plug this week. I, I told my students this week, because mm-hmm. I make them do pop culture plugs during class, because I poach their TV shows and movies. <laughs> uh, and this week I told them their homework was to bring me a TikTok, because I can't really watch anything, because I'm currently going through uh, um, uh, all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, which as uh, some folks might know, is uh, 23 movies. And I'm on uh, movie number four, which is uh, Thor. Yeah. Pretty sure it's Thor. Yeah. <laughs> um, just finished Iron Man 2. And so uh, it's just... Uh, would not recommend it. Uh, wouldn't recommend Hulk either. So uh, I don't really have any uh, pop culture plugs this week. Um, it's okay. Oh, I've been slacking. I've been rewatching mm-hmm. Buffy, but that's about it. Fall is around the corner. Your favorite season? <sighs> yes. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, fall is here. Fall is the best season. I'm excited for all of this crisp air that's coming my way. It always feels like a cup of coffee when I walk outside and some crisp air hits my face. I'm ready to wear these jackets that I bought the other day that are super cute. Um, I've already bought a plethora of pumpkin flavored mm. things 
and eaten them and mm. drank them and it's Disgusting. been amazing and I'm very excited <laughs> and I'm going to all these spooky movies at the drive-in theater. <laughs> Last night I went and saw uh, Harry Potter 1 and 2. Shout out to the Raleigh Road Outdoor Theater. Uh, the other night I saw uh, a double feature of Little Shop of Horrors and Rocky Horror Picture Show. And I'm going back for uh, Hocus Pocus and Beetlejuice. Ooh, Beetlejuice. And so I'm very excited. <laughs> and it's going to be great. So good. Beetlejuice, such a classic. God. Um, love Renata Ryder, but that's all from us this week. So excited to be back. So folks at home, stay black and uh um uh believe Megan Stallion <laughs> and uh stream Zuko's and, album uh, Scarface uh <laughs> two point oh. Oh his mixtape. His, his mixtape. Yes. <laughs> and uh that's, it. that's about it. <laughs> And wear a mask. Period. <laughs> All right, we done? We done.